The Adam Crowley Show. He did a couple of annoying radio-y hot takey things that I wouldn't have done where he goes, Go ahead and tell me why you don't think what Tom Wilson did was illegal and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Explain what you think and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Okay, tough guy. You have found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. Adam Crowley is busy. Well, putting pictures of media members on the wall in the studio. By my count, I think we have, what, about 150 so far? It's oh, hard to back. say. Hey, it's buddy. hard to say. Uh, I think wow. I broke the headphones here that wrapped around the chair. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Sorry. Appreciate get, that time. I didn't mean to take over your show. We just needed you at the moment, and you yeah, weren't I'm, here. I was supposed to start the show at the 6 o'clock hour. The, these headphones are so wrapped in... This is a problem. Would you like me to come help you? I had broken half, is what I'm saying. You broke your headphones totally? You need mine? No, maybe. Do you care if they break? <laughs> no. I don't want to break them. They're but not mine. Uh, I've got a, I got a terrible track record here. Yeah, can I borrow your headphones? Yeah, sure. Hold on. All right. Jesus Christ. Just terrible crap going on here. Thank you. These yeah, ones aren't going the anywhere. Old ones They're not the going anywhere. There's nowhere to put them. They are attached to the chair. These ones are bent, too. <laughs> They are they are so wrapped up under the chair. It's just okay. Well, there will be no survivor headphones. Anyway, you found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four is the number to call, or you could join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. This picture of Brian is ridiculous. That's terrible. It's so pixelated you can't even tell it's Brian. The Stanley Cup is the focal point of the picture. We can't have this. I don't think Chris respects me. Honestly, I think he's like back backdooring kind of like. Trying to screw me over here off the hall of or the wall of fame. I like how he brought in a very, very well done picture of himself to put on the wall of fame, and then he brings in the pixelated Brian. Where the Stanley Cup is clearly the focal point of the picture. Need a picture. John Parado, go tell me need John Parado. Yeah, go go put yourself a picture. Thank you. Very good. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. We're doing radio up in here. My prediction was that the Steelers would be a fringe playoff team this year, meaning that they would get to the playoffs, albeit late. They'd have to scratch and claw. Maybe wait till the final week of the season before they clinch. And I think that that is holding true so far. Uh, Because I predicted them to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I predicted them to beat, of course, the Cleveland Browns in Week 1. So they're already two games off, or a game and a half off, I guess, from where my season prediction was. And the reason why I felt the Steelers were going to take a step back was because in one-score games, last year the Steelers were 8-2. The Steelers were one of the best teams in football, winning 80% of the time when the game was close. That doesn't hold up. You will revert back to the mean. You will regress. And the Steelers, they have already. Again, last year, 8-2 and two in one-score games. That's way too many one-score games to be playing, by the way. Go blow a team out. How about blow the freaking Colts out? Anyway, they're now 0-1-1 in one-score games. The kicker's a big deal. And in close games, turnovers and penalties are big deals. Now, they had as many penalties as the Chiefs. They had as many penalties as the Browns, pretty much. One more, I believe. But that's a big deal. When you're in a close game and you are blocking in the back a couple of times, 
It's going to be a problem. You're talking about 20 yards, 30 yards. It will cost you games that are close. The teams that are buttoned up, the teams that make the plays, the teams that don't make mistakes, maybe more importantly, those are the teams that win those close games. And the Steelers last year did a good job of figuring all that out. So they've already regressed the mean in terms of one-score games. The offense and the defense yesterday didn't give the Steelers a chance to win. I don't think enough people are blaming the offense. When I look at it, the Steelers, with two minutes left in the third quarter, were down by seven with the ball at their own 44-yard line. You got to go for it. But you have the ball and a chance to tie. You need to make something in that possession. Steelers offense didn't. Late in the game, there's four minutes and 30 seconds remaining. James Conner busts a big hole up the middle. Mike Pursuta made a good point in the last hour saying you score if you can score. You can't exactly worry about how long it takes to score. You would have liked to see the Steelers score faster before the two-minute warning. Leave four opportunities for the clock to stop, and the Steelers weren't able to do that. So I blame the offense there. How about three three three-and-outs to start the season? Start the game, pardon me. Three. One, two, three. Three three three-and-outs. Start the game. That puts the Steelers behind the eight ball. Because the defense was sucking whilst the offense was sucking, and you don't give the defense any time to settle into the game. So that was a big problem. The offense. Not just the defense, but the offense. Your thoughts on if the offense had a lot to do with the loss? 412-920. That's the wrong number. 412-922-2874. How'd that happen? I don't know. You are on DVE this morning. That was it. Because I'm a big star. 412-922-2874. How much do you blame the offense? I know the easy thing is to say the defense let the Steelers down. The easy thing is to say they gave up 42 points at home. They did. But the offense didn't help. The offense buried them early in the game. And when you're down 21 nothing to start, you're not going to win. I don't care that they brought themselves back and were able to tie it up at halftime. I don't care about that. They had to score 21 unanswered points to get to that point. If you're going to score 21 unanswered points, you'd like to be up in the game. Everything you do from that point forward is to pull yourself out of a hole. It changes everything. Changes everything. You can't run the football anymore. It changes your game plan, and your percentage to win goes out the window. The kicking game has also cost the Steelers in more ways than one. Last year, Boswell made four kicks as time expired. It's the difference between the Steelers being 13-3 and and 9-7. and This year, he's 0-for-1. It costs the Steelers a win against the Browns you need to have. It also makes coaching a lot more difficult. And it's something the Steelers haven't had to worry about in a long time. If your kicker sucks, if your kicker's missing a lot, if you don't have faith in your kicker, then when it's fourth down, at the 35-yard line, do you have the wherewithal, the gusto, the balls, to go for it, or are you kicking the field goal? It's a question you probably wouldn't have to have answered before. Brian got his picture. That's why I paused there. Yeah, distracted. I'm excited for him. Finally, Wall going up on the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, never mind. Oh, no. Never mind. Never mind. Couldn't have been further from the truth. Can't tell you who it is. Nope. 
When your kicker sucks, when your punter sucks, it makes everything harder as an offensive coach. It makes everything harder whenever you have to make decisions. Do we kick it here? Do we punt it here? If we punt it, we're going to kick it through the end zone. Do we go for it? It might cause you to have more empty possessions. Obviously, points come off the board, but that is something you don't want to see the coaches thinking about. There are a couple of coaching decisions I didn't agree with. Kicking the ball deep at the end of the game. I'd have onside kicked it. Pat Mahomes and that offense were unstoppable. They were good enough to get a first down. The Steelers should have gone for it. Also down 42-30 to 30 with 9.16 left to go in the game. It was 4th and 7 from their own 44. No balls, not much time left. As for the onside kick, that never happened. People complained about the Steelers' onside kick against Jacksonville. They're also complaining that the Steelers didn't do it yesterday. Well, they made it. They might sound like hypocrites, but they aren't. And I'm one of those people. Blake Bortles, no matter what he did in that playoff game, stinks. I want him backed up in the shadow with the goal line. I don't think he'd have passed. He didn't anyhow after the onside kick. The Steelers stopped him. But in field goal range, I'd have kicked it deep. Yesterday, Pat Mahomes looked at looked like maybe the best damn quarterback in the league. He was able to get a first down every time he threw the damn ball, it seemed. I'd have kicked it onside. 412-922-2874. We got Matt Williamson coming up in 10 minutes here on the Crowley Show. I'm distracted by the wall. So we'll get to the football coming up in those 10 minutes. What are your favorite parts of the wall, Tom? You know, it's hard to pick a favorite. They're kind of like my children now. I love them all equally. I still think Smizek is the funniest picture. And we've grown exponentially since I last brought up Smizek, but I still think he's number one. Smizek looks like George Costanza before he went bald, like in that picture. Got the fro going on. That was the worst segment I've done of the day, like, without a doubt. I was stumbling. I didn't have my train of thought, and it's because I'm distracted by this wall. It's, it's really taken over the room. I mean, when I say taken over the room, every wall right now in this room has something on Yes, including Brian LaMartina. Yeah, I got uh, I actually, since uh, Chris kind of pissed me off by not getting my picture ready, so I got, like, three pictures. I'm all over these walls now. I'm about to put another one up. You can't have multiple. That's yeah, what I did. No way. You can't do that. That's a major veto from my end on that. You can have one nice picture of Brian. Tom, you know how many Fs I give about your veto? Take a wild guess. Can I veto it? It's less than the amount of pictures that are going. No, you can't. Damn it. Well, look, if you, if, if you guys would have just put my picture on the wall, when you put your pictures on the wall, you know, like teammates, like a show. Then I wouldn't have to put extras. Now I get extras. Daddy Wizard tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I disagree vehemently, but we'll have to have that conversation off the air. <laughs> Fun fact, since 1940, home teams scoring 37-plus in a game with zero turnovers were 386-0 and zero until Pittsburgh lost yesterday. Now 386-1. and one. So in almost 400 games, over 80 years, our D did something no one else did. No blame on the offense. That's a really good point, but... If you want to win that game, the offense needs to make plays. The couple of drives I already said they needed to make plays. I, I don't care about all that. I, I really don't. I don't care about the 386 other games. I care about yesterday's game. I care about that offense being the best offense on the field, which they should be every damn time they go out there. So they didn't do enough in my estimation. Let's go to KC in Pittsburgh. He wants to talk about the onside kick decision. What's up, KC? Yes, hey, how's it going? 
going this evening? It's going all right. How are you? Okay, okay. I, I agree with you 100%. Woo! From a offensive-defensive um, situation, I play the offense just as much as the defense. However, the onside kick, I beg to disagree with you. And I think what you have to look at in that situation, less than two minutes, is field position. So if you do the onside kick and you do not recover the onside kick, you still have to stop them for the first down. But now they're punting the ball if you are fortunate enough to stop them. Sure. And and now you have a long field in front of you. You and do. I think that's but I think, Casey, and thank you for the call, I'm up against it here, uh, 412-922-2874. Call back any time, buddy. I think that the issue is you want two opportunities to be able to get the ball back. And if you kick the onside kick, that's one opportunity to get the ball back, and then you have the opportunity to stop them either way. I'm going with the two opportunities. And I don't think you can stop that Kansas City offense, first of all, so uh, maybe that opportunity isn't going to be there if you don't recover the onside kick, but at least you give yourself two options instead of one. Coming up next, we fight in the studio to pull two extra Brian pictures off the wall. I don't know what the big deal is. And Matt Williamson joins us to tell us about everything that went on around the NFL this weekend. Matt's got a picture on the wall. Only one, though. It's a real cool one, too. He's got, like, Tom Cruise Top Gun aviators. (laughs) Look at that. I mean... Williamson's pretty badass in those. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Axon. 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 Oh, no. Oh, it's on the nipple. Axon. 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 He went from the bottom. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Matt Williamson going to join us in a few minutes. From the Steelers Radio Network, knows his shiz from all around the league. First, though, let's go to Sean. Does he know his shiz? What's up, Sean? What's up, Adam? How you doing? I'm doing well, buddy. What's up? Okay, yeah, I just want to agree with you 100% on how this how this, this was a uh, loss blamed on the offense. I feel like, uh, like we already knew what this defense was. I mean, it's no shock that this, you know, we know this defense is not good. What is a shock is that this offense is supposed to be, should be one of the, most historical offenses of all time. You have, I'm saying, sorry, Sean. You have got to be a symbiotic team. The offense has to help the defense. Defense helps the offense. They've all got to be helped by special teams. And three straight, three and outs to start the game doesn't help the defense get settled in against what will be and what is one of the best offenses in the league this year. I got a run, man. Got Matt Williamson coming up here on the Crowley Show. Uh, John tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Crowley, this is driving me nuts. Tell Joe Rokicki that the Dos Equis commercial, it's pronounced Dos Equis, not Dos Equis. We've been over this <laughs> with really Joe. He really put a lot of English on that Equis at the end there. He did. It's a, a little flair. It's a little too Latin for my taste there, Joe. Okay? <laughs> he's He's overcompensating, and now he's doing Latin voice. In fact, I think Joe's racist. Matt Williamson, not a racist. He joins us now on the Crowley Show. Matt, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Uh, not a heck of a lot. I've been talking a lot about this yesterday's game. Should we do it again? Same. Okay. The Steelers gave up 42 points. Is it a talent issue? Is it a scheme issue, Matt? Is it a what issue?
issue or a scheme issue? I'm Talent. Uh, I think it's a Chiefs issue more than anything. Wow. And it, I hate this isn't for this isn't good radio, and people around here don't want to look at it this way. But this game to me was more about the Chiefs than it was the Steelers. And I've been saying all off season. The Chiefs are going to be the most fun team to watch in the league. You mentioned a symbiotic relationship. They don't have it at all. It's all offense, no defense, and that's how they were in week one. You know, this is the team that you start all your fantasy guys in, you know, no matter what, because there's going to be points galore every week. And that's exactly what they were. And Mahomes is even further along than I thought. Now, that sounds like I'm dismissing the defense, like, oh, it's okay, it's the Chiefs. No, that was an awful performance by the Steelers. They made it way too easy. And as great as Mahomes is playing and as many weapons as they had, they made it look like seven on seven. All right. Well, let, that's fair. Let me ask you a different way then. Uh, the Steelers' defense has, and the Steelers' organization, I suppose, has put a lot of draft equity into that defense. Uh, they bring in Joe Hayden as well. They bring in John Bostic. They bring in Morgan Burnett. How talented is this defense? Talented, I would say it's slightly above average of the 32 defenses, but it's not there yet. You know, I mean, there's a difference between talent and how good are the individual players. You know, Burns is talented. Edmonds is talented. Are they quality starters yet? No. Who's the best team in the league right now, Matt? Who? My preseason power ranks were Philly and New Orleans at the very top. I can't give either one of those. Maybe the, I'd say the Rams are playing yeah. the best right now. Yeah, I'm in love with them. And I know it's only two weeks, but you yeah. love the roster. They've got great top-end talent. I love the Vikings, too. I know they tied yesterday against the hobbled Rodgers, who looked great regardless. Where do you put them in the conversation? They're in it. I mean, they're certainly in it. They didn't... If you didn't watch the Vikings-Niners game, you would think that they controlled it start to finish. And... They more or less did, but it wasn't quite that way. You know, the Niners left some some plays on the field and hurt themselves in a few ways. Their offensive line in Minnesota is a problem, but they have talent and stars everywhere, especially on defense. I mean, they're certainly in the conversation. Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. How do you look at the AFC hierarchy now, pal? Because the Patriots lose to... Ow. Hal, I don't know where that came from. I'm 86 years old. Uh, they, they beat the Patriots yesterday. And then the Patriots go out and they get Josh Gordon today. Uh, the Steelers are 0-1-1. I think most teams think that they are in the conversation. So, how do you look at the AFC right now? See, my hunch is that most people out there would say, the Patriots are still good. I'm not worried about them. The Jags are even better than last year. And the Chiefs absolutely belong in that conversation. And after two games, if you just looked at all the, that we know about those teams, I can't say I can argue it. I don't trust the Jags, though. I mean, that's the best I've ever seen Bortles play. I don't think that's going to be a consistent you know, way of life for him. And the Chiefs, while that offense is awesome, the Chargers really should have put 50 points on them in Week 1. The Steelers could have put more on them. And... I think they're going to come back to earth a little, too. So I do think the Chiefs now are in the hierarchy where I didn't have them there before. I think the Steelers are still in the hierarchy. So I'd probably still pick New England. I mean, that's no fun. Yeah, it's no fun at all. Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. I watched that Dallas 
and Giants game last night. And a lot of people around here care about Saquon Barkley, uh, me for fantasy, but a lot of people who are big Penn State fans want to see him do well. Uh, He caught 14 passes yesterday, rookie record for running back. That was awesome. Um, But at the same time, not able to get anything going on the ground. To me, though, that was kind of impressive, too. It always seemed like he was shedding that first tackler. Is that offensive line one of the worst five position units in the entire league? I mean, they were terrible. They were really, really terrible. And, yes, to answer your question, I mean, that that's the the whole problem. To me, Barkley looked great and did what he could. It was explosive, was powerful, good in space. He's everything he's cracked up to be. But, yeah, I know they drafted a guard in the early second round. They signed Nate Solder. But they also lost Richburg and Pugh, who were their best linemen before that. And what's more disheartening, and maybe this part gets a little bit better, but their ability to pick up a basic stunt, you know, a, a twist, a, a, a not very um, deceptive blitz, it's like they never played together before. I mean, there's no communication, and then they lose their center. Right side of the line's already really bad. So I like that offense an awful lot, except for their right tackle, right guard center, and that might be enough to make them 4-12. and 12. Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. What do you think of the Bengals and the Ravens? I've been really high on the Bengals every step of the way, and I actually... You have been. Yeah, I picked them as a wild-card team. I like them even more now. I think the mix-in injury is significant. If it lingers, they're a different team when he was out of the game. Um, the Ravens, I've kind of said all along, are they are who they usually are. I think they're a little worse than I thought, though. You know, that I think their defense might not be quite as good as it was last year. I think the offense will probably be a little better. They're always hard to play against. They're 8-8. Eight eight. Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, I think the Bengals are a threat. A real threat. In the division. And maybe further, but they'll probably wow. lose in round one of the playoffs, like they often do. How does Josh Gordon change the Patriots? I don't know. I mean, they've been cycling receivers in there like crazy, really, for the last several years. And problems that receivers have in New England, often while they don't fit in, is because they ask a lot cerebral, you know, you know, from a mental standpoint sure. for their receivers. And, well, I'm not sure that's Josh Gordon's strengths, but we also know Belichick doesn't ask guys to do what they don't do well. So even if he just runs fast outside the numbers and is big and strong and overpowering, I bet he boosts them. I mean, even in, maybe even as a ripple effect where it makes more room for Gronk, those type of guys. You know, the, the Jags, I'm not sure I've ever seen this, but they basically doubled Gronk almost like he was a punt gunner. I mean, in the yeah. middle of the field. I mean, it was unbelievable and nobody else could do anything and the protection wasn't good it was a bad bad day for the new england patriots of course is that good coaching staff in your opinion in jacksonville i think they have a plan i think the coughlin influence over the coaching staff is really strong and good but schematically on defense they play that seahawks defense which really doesn't take great coaching it kind of is more execution based than um, coaching based, I, I mean, I'd say it's middle of the pack to above average coaching staff. I mean, uh, I guess they're getting the most out of Bortles right now if they can, and they're playing the players' strengths. But I think that reflects more on Coughlin and team building than coaching. Matt Williamson joining us here on the Crowley Show. Okay, looking now at a two and O team, 
that gets their quarterback who wasn't around last year. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins. Are they good? The Dolphins? Yeah. I think the Dolphins are a very solid team. I think that's an underrated coaching staff. I think Tannehill's an underrated player. Um, they're solid. I mean, they, they rush the passer pretty well. I don't think they're a contender, but I would say they're probably the second-best team in that bad division, although the Jets are okay. Um, I hear you. I mean, I know it, I, they're a hard team to wrap my head around. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think they're a six- or seven-win team that aren't as bad as some people thought. I heard a lot of people saying they're going to compete with the Bills for first pick in the draft. I'm like, no, they're, they're better than that, but they're not. They're pretty banal. Tampa Bay beats Philadelphia, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably the – League leader now for the MVP race at this point. Uh, maybe it's Pat Mahomes. It's Tim or Mahomes. Yeah. yeah, they're the best two players in the league so far. No doubt. Uh, I guess the que- you can't really ask the question: Will it keep up? Because it obviously won't. But uh, do you even go back to Jameis Winston even after even if they go zero and two for the next two games? See, I'm a big Winston believer, and I feel like I'm on a on an island that's sinking on that one right now. And I don't trust Fitzpatrick at all. I, don't, I can't take away what he's done over two games. He's been fantastic. But he might throw five picks against the Steelers. I mean, and then the next week after that. I do think how it works, though, is Jameis is out this upcoming week. Then they go to Chicago, and then it's a bye. So I'd probably give Fitz until the bye, and then I make put Jameis back in no matter what, unless Fitz is, again, keeping this pace up, which I don't think is possible. Bears in Seattle tonight. Is Chicago a better team than Seattle? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it's really close. I mean, quarterback aside, it's not even close. But the quarterback discrepancy is massive. Matt, really appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks a lot. Hi, brother. I'll talk to you later. You'd be good. Uh, that was a segment I like to call I Name a Team in Williamson Talks. Sponsored by no one. As Brian was fiddling around here with the beautiful... Walls now of fame here in the ESPN Pittsburgh studios. Scott Harbaugh makes his way in. That's a good addition. I like that. So who's who, man? I don't know who's on the bottom here. I don't even yeah, know who that is. From the X's up there, there's Abby's Sean up there. McDowell. That's, oh. that's damn royalty right there. He's the boat, Yeah, as Tom would say. Let's go to Devin next up on the Crowley Show. Hey, Devin. What's going on, bro? Yo. Oh. Yo. Uh, as far as talent and coaching... It's coaching. We have talent. We have speed on our defense. The, the thing with talent is, and the reason that there's coaches, is that you can have talent, but the reason that a coach exists is to make your talent better, to make you better. And when I see players out there looking around, don't know where they're supposed to be, are confused, pointing, everybody's turning their head, that's coaching, man. Uh, I think there's a coach that could come in here and make that defense better than it is right now. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I'm not already at fire Keith Butler territory, but I don't think you're all that far off if you see more defensive performances like that. Uh, Williamson just said maybe it's a Chiefs thing. They're that good, and they schemed the Steelers up and they outcoached them that day. We have seen a lot of miscommunication, though, over the last couple oh, of I, years. Man, it's terrible, man. They don't, know if, they don't know where they're supposed to be, and how could that be? If this continues to the midway point of the season. If they're this bad defensively, they will have to make changes. They will. Uh, I expect they'll be better than they were this weekend against the Chiefs. I'm just saying. I I just don't know. It's coaching, man. I'm not saying fire nobody because I don't like to see people fired. Me neither. You will rarely hear me on the show say someone needs to get fired, but if things continue 
in this path, then I do think that Keith Butler's job seriously needs to be questioned. It does. Uh, they just they have they given up forty two points and thirty ridiculous, eight man. points in the playoff game. Appreciate the call, Devin. I hate getting guys fired. Even Todd Haley at the end of his tenure, I said it's probably time for him to go, and the Steelers just did not re-up his contract. It was time, uh, and it's not quite time yet for Keith Butler, but I don't know how much more I need to see of this. Uh, They're not getting better. You you have to give them time to get better, but they're not getting better. Uh, They didn't get better over the course of last year. They had an entire offseason to scheme it up. They had an entire offseason to play with the chess pieces. You hear all coaches all the time, we got chess pieces. we got to move the chess pieces around. Okay, do it. They didn't. Uh, and they give up 14 points in the fourth quarter against the Browns, too. Coming up next, the hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. The Adam Crowley Show. Hey, I'd like to place an order for pickup, please. What's Can I place an order for pickup, please? Everything's done at the window, sir. At the window? Yes, sir. It's fast food service. That's funny. I thought the flyer's window closed. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Everybody was We need to name this something different than the Wall of Fame. Like what? I don't know. We've been calling it the Wall of Fame the whole time. But, I mean, look, Chase Williams, nice guy and all. He's new. He can't be in the Wall of Fame. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, Slack's in our hearts in the Hall of Fame. Oh, Slack's Hall of Fame. I don't care about Yeah, Slack's Hall of Fame. Robbie Mikowski's I mean, he, he's got to put in at least 10 more years of mediocre work before he can be in the Hall of Fame. Smizek's Afro's Hall of Fame for sure. Yes. Oh, Smizek's been in the in the media for long enough. I mean, I probably don't qualify for the Hall of Fame either. But I mean, hey, it's no, our, it's you, our hall. It's our, our wall. Hall, yeah. I mean, it, Richie Walsh probably shouldn't be on there. I can't believe Tom's got a shirt on up in this thing. That's Look. old Tom. That's before he realized you could take it off and rock it. Bork. How about Craig Wolfley with the mane? Oh, oh, that's, that's badass. Bork and I look good next to each other. You guys good do. I, like, I, have a, I wonder if you might be Bork's son. Thank you. It I looks mean, like a, the corner of a high school yearbook. Most likely to bang everyone yeah. next to most likely to die a virgin. It's hockey captain. Bork is the virgin, right? Of course, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's basically hockey captain and science fair winner. Right there. But we're best friends. <laughs> that's did you guys win best friends in high school, too? Yeah, we totally did. Yeah, like That's Bork, why we're wearing the same suit. Bork stopped people from beating you up and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, he had nice. a kind heart. I'm just now noticing that most of the pictures look like they're staring directly into my soul. Eh. This might have gotten a little creepy, actually, now that we look at it all. I still can't get over Selena Pompany. I mean, that's a... It's a very professional shot. It's a bizarre picture there. Yeah, how really does that is. even work? Like, yeah, I'll lay on the table here. It's almost like, to paint a picture at home, it's almost like the Costanza pictures that get slipped in the mail yeah. when he's on the couch, yes. the bench couch. It's basically what we're looking at with Selena. There are a couple of people I don't know who they are. 
Dave Damashek making an appearance in the middle of the wall. Oh, he's, he's an wall absolute, for sure. absolute Oh, you guys, big Damashek fan. Absolutely. Everybody all-star. in Pittsburgh should be. Shecky deserves to be on every wall in Pittsburgh. Jacob Klinger making an appearance? Shocked. Don't know if he's Hall of Fame or he's young. He's in. The, he's kind of like me. Haven't been around for a while. The day on picture we have up is cool. I just want to know who he's texting. That's all in that picture. He's uh, not problem. texting anybody. He's looking at something. Oh, is he? Yeah. You sure he's not texting two people? Two. It's a group chat. Go. Uh, it's group know. chat. It's a group chat. Do a little dance. I don't know what you're getting at. Make it a little. Probably is a group chat. You getting down tonight? It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. We talk, and then we get ourselves in trouble. What did I do? Nothing. Go ahead. Hottest take of the day. Yoey's kid in a picture with him is next to Adamski with his two kids. Why was it so easy to find pictures of everybody's significant <laughs> others and families? Like, that is actually alarming. The only person that Chris had trouble with was Brian. Which yeah. is odd. <laughs> the person yeah, I, who sits in here every day. I shouldn't be able to find your kids online. Note to parents. Okay. These pictures of you, Brian, though, are from the 80s, aren't they? No. One of them. Well, yeah. One of them's from the early 90s. Early 90s. Yeah. That's, uh... How old do you think he is? <laughs> I, I'm bad Except at that. Except from the 1980s. I still... Ben. I think of the 80s as 20 years ago. I know that sounds no, ridiculous. No, I was conscious during the 80s. Yeah? Yeah. No, I was. But were you with it? Yeah, I was, oh. I, I was totally tubular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other one's from like 2005, maybe. It's time for the hottest take of the day. What, you don't think it looks it's good? It's time for the hottest take you, of the you day. You can compliment. Like, it's from 2005, Adam. Wow, you haven't changed at all. It's just grainy is all it is. You look just as young as you did back then, Brian. It's just grainy. I mean, what, I'm Adam? sure you look good. You kind of look like Marco Andre Fleury. Yeah, you look hot. Thank you. That Now we're going in the right direction. It's time for the hottest take of the day. I already did that. It's time. For I mean, the if you guys just let me talk. Day. Day, day. Hottest take of the day. Brian's so hot in that picture. Here's the hottest take of the day. I'm not a fan of bolos, but I do love ties. <laughs> Why'd you say no? That's a tremendous joke. What's not to love? The Steelers didn't deserve to win last week's game, neither did the Browns. This week, the Vikings and the Packers, they tied. Neither team deserved to win the game. That seems like a good way to end the thing. It really does. They don't happen too frequently for my liking. Uh, They happen once in a blue moon. We just happen to have a couple in two weeks. And I know people who are desperate for content, not like us, who have the Wall of Fame up in here. Uh, I know that they will use that as content. Oh, should ties be abolished? Nah, we don't need to have ties abolished. It's fine. And that's my hottest take of the day. I love ties, not bolos. Woo! Other crap. The Cleveland Browns are going to cut their kicker. Sounds like Zane's going to be gone, Zalas. Woo! Other crap. I like the bolo joke better. Woo! Other crap. It's been 632 days since the Browns won a football game. Woo! Other crap. It's been 544 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Kevin Gorman's head. 
You know, I got to tell you, Adam, uh, I was listening before the break, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Whenever I worry that my head might be too big, I go hang around Gorman. <laughs> I thought you were about to dive into a serious Steelers take there. Crowley, you were spot on. No, but nobody's head's the size of Gorman's. Maybe Casey Hampton, but no close second. Yeah, that's a, that's a melon, man. That is that is profound. You know, I never sit behind Gorman in a press conference. Has Gorman ever been in a press conference? Oh, he's in a lot of press conferences. Oh. He's in front of me. He's got the big squash. You can't, you can't see the guy at the podium. I still don't know why I took that shot at Gorman. Yeah, no. I never go to press conferences. That's what happened there. Fun fact, though, uh, Gorman's head creates its own gravity. Does it? Yes. I like my tie joke better. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Adam. Adam. Good afternoon. Hey, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Yes, me, yes, that's me too. Uh, yes, I wanted to say absolutely they do. Adam, it's me, Adam. Adam. We got you, Adam? Yeah, yeah, you hear me? I hear you, Adam. What's up, Adam? Oh, I was saying yes, of course, Antonio's the antics affect the team. How is that guy not drunk? He keeps telling us he's not. There's no chance he's sober. He's absolutely hammered. None. First off. And today's first star of the show, the Pittsburgh Mia Wall of Fame. This is like me on Adderall in college. Here we go. Here we go. Here Who's we go. your favorite one on the wall so far? I got to go with Smizek. Well, I, think, I think Smizek honestly looks like he's just a, like Bobo the Clown. If you would tell me that that's Bobo the Clown, just not in his makeup, that's what Smizek looks like right now. Well, there are a couple of people that I think broke through the glass ceiling. Uh, Sally Wigan was the first woman up on the wall, so that's important. Andrew Stocky, the first black man yeah. up on the wall. I think R- that's important. Richie Walsh was the second woman up on the wall. Whoa! What? Why is Paul Alexander on the wall? <laughs> I don't know why I do it. Okay, so I now realize we've got a huge problem here. What's the problem here? We've got plenty of women on the wall, so the glass ceiling was broken by Sally Wiggins. She deserved to be the first woman on the wall. We only have one black guy. And I don't know. No, it, we've got, there's two. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, but is that an us problem? Or oh, is Charlie that a Pittsburgh? Batch. That's Charlie a Batch is black. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's a Pittsburgh problem. Yes, Charlie Batch is black. Yes, that's yeah. what I was going to say. We may have a problem by not having that many black people on the wall here, but it's Pittsburgh's it's not our overall fault. problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we can't just go. Uh, yeah, that's a Pittsburgh media problem. Should we get Edmund Nelson? I think we should probably get Edmund Nelson. Is he still eating ribs? He's always eating ribs. Who let the dogs out? For the Rib Fest broadcast. It's okay. Don't you worry, Brian. What? Why are you saying me? Why is Brian on the wall twice? <laughs> right? How did that slip through the cracks? It's okay. Look, all right? I think two places for me here. That's all right, right? You got two places in my heart, baby. You got two places in mine. Which too. leaves none for Tom. No, Tom's got some places in there. The more, the merrier. Coming up on tomorrow's show. Next to Bork, I mean. Should the Steelers suspend Antonio Brown? Do you think Sally Wigan would date me? No.